Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hey, before we start the show, I want to give you some exciting news. Uh, we're we're launching a new book called uh, Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of a White Collar Worker. You can find it out on digitallaborbook.com. Uh, go out and pre-order the book if you can. If you put in the code digital, we'll give you 20% off on the pre-order. Uh, if you ever lost your job to a robot, uh, put that in the code. Put I lost my job and we'll give you half price. And uh, to add insult to injury, we'll have a bot send that book out to you. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Check out our website, and we're excited about this new book. This is turning into. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating the comedy of ending a show that was about fake meat with like a six thousand dollar <laughs> table of dead animals. This is turning into the most privileged meat eater discussion yeah, it's in like, the world. Way, My only place in Vegas. I say Kobe is better than the Australian wagyu. <laughs> You're listening to Pardon the Disruption with your host, Tom Young. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the show. Let's go around the room. This is Bart Gallo. Hey, this is TJ Young. This is Tom Young here. I want to thank uh, our sponsors for the show today. Uh, I'm wearing uh, their T-shirt here. It's the Ice House Restaurant in Virginia Beach. And I'm wearing this wonderful long sleeve T-shirt we got there. And uh, our second sponsor is uh, O'Connor Brewing, who sells El Wapo beer. Uh, it's a El Wapo Agave IPA. We're we're drinking it. It's a delicious beer served the, in the Ice House in Virginia Beach, which is where I got exposed to it. So anyway, let me take a sip of this delicious beer. Is the is the G silent in their beer? Is it? It's like a fancy thing. That's a good beer. Now, TJ, you're also drinking El Wapo. Is yes. it good? You like it? I think it's I think it's Guapo. I mean, if, if they're a sponsor, we should probably. No, I think it's El Wapo. I don't think G is ever silent in Spanish. El Guapo means the <laughs> handsome one, and it's pronounced Guapo, unless you've heard it said that way, like Washington Post. No, I thought it that. secretly. No, in the Three Amigos, I think it was El Guapo. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. In, right. in Spanish, can you look it up how you pronounce it? Let's go to Google Translate because I, I, they are I know, sponsoring like, the show. Guapo is like handsome. The, the handsome El Guapo, this, the handsome one. I don't know why I said El Guapo. I ordered El Wapo when I was down in Virginia Beach all weekend. I kept saying El Wapo. They kept looking at me funny. Maybe that's it. So anyway, I was corrected. This is uh, either El Wapo beer or El Guapo beer. Either way, it's delicious. And if you're in Virginia Beach area where I think uh, O'Connor Brewing is, uh, definitely go check out our show sponsor, The Ice House. I think uh, Thursday's Pork Chop Night and uh, get some of that delicious beer. How much money are we getting from their sponsorship? I'm hoping that the next time we go, we get a free round of El Wapo <laughs> yeah. beers. I think that might be what it is. <laughs> so anyway, hey, today we're going to talk about um, an interesting topic, which is um, artificial meats. Yeah. So if you haven't seen uh, Beyond Meat, they went public. Uh, when did they go public? It had to be May. recent. May. A couple yeah. months ago, yeah. They're up 550%, so, right? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> Are they really? It was like 30-something, and they're up to 100 and Well, they're at something. 172 right now. Their market cap is $10 billion, $10.7 billion. I think they're up 550%, though, from IPO. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's up a lot. Uh, anyway, you're starting to see Beyond Meat in the grocery stores now. Um, it is What Beyond Meat is basically they're selling hamburger patties that are completely plant-based. Right. So veggie burgers and things like that have been around for, for a, while. a while, but they, they taste like veggie burgers. This is really meant to taste like a regular burger. Now, we had done a field trip with Kieran and Rohan. Remember, when did we do that? About two years ago? 
We went to that one place that sold the uh, Impossible Burger. Probably close to that by now, yeah. Yeah. I think it was fall two years ago. So. The Impossible Burger was is the same kind of technology here as Beyond Meat. Is it the same company? I think that's Impossible, impossible Meats. Impossible Foods. Impossible Foods, It's different yeah. than Beyond Meat then. Yeah, so Impossible Foods was, I think, first. They're the ones behind the Impossible Burger. Yeah. But they use that methodology and license it for like imitation pork and other stuff. I remember I had a burrito that had the impossible meat in it down in Florida recently. Yeah. It was awesome. I never really liked veggie burgers, but it's it's definitely next level this year. It's uh, I don't know. It's it was hard to tell if not even better because they have to rely on spices. Uh, it, uh, well, look, I mean, if you can replace animal meats with veggie and you can't tell the difference, then people should obviously. I think it's probably healthier to eat a veggie-based burger than it is eat a one, if especially if it has the right amount of protein in it, because that's one of the reasons why you eat meat is to get a nice concentration of protein. And we're talking about this, how it relates to disruption. A.T. Kearney just released a report. Uh, the article on their site is titled, How Will Cultured Meat and Meat Alternatives Disrupt the Agricultural and Food Industry? And their main claim is that by 2040, they say that 60% of all meat that's, I think, uh, either produced and or consumed will be grown in vats. So actual meat that they'll like stimulate growth for cells, but without killing the animal, mm -hmm. either be grown in vats or they will be plant-based products kind of like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. 60% of all meat globally by 2040. It's a pretty it's a substantial claim in yeah. terms of... And didn't you also say that they said if they're wrong, it's only because it's even more significant of a change? Yeah, so this uh, The Guardian covered this uh, article. It's one of their headlines. And at the end, they quote the report, and they pretty much say, like, if we're wrong, if anything, it's an underestimation of the market share that fake meat will have. Yeah, I mean, I haven't studied the data too deeply, but it doesn't strike me as, like, surprising no i mean there's there's so many factors for why it's more attractive you, mm -hmm. you, what, what was the quote before in terms of the amount of water that's needed oh yeah the water <laughs> consumed is yeah. uh 1800 gallons for a pound of ground beef uh, 660 i think for a pound of chicken it's the whole um, it's the whole supply chain like watering the 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 plants and then what they eat well, and then feeding the cows mm -hmm. and all the water involved in that process the far yep. farmers use this thing called feed meat uh, the feed meat ratio it's a conversion ratio to understand the economics of whether you're going to produce something or not so uh, a cattle farmer will look at the price of of grains and feed to understand what their break even is in terms of what the how they're going to sell live cattle so you sell live cattle by the by the live pound but uh, you can't sell 100% of a of a cow for meat products right it it, it, it there's a you know a yield say a 1,200-pound cow is going to sell a fraction of that in terms of its finished meat, and then different cuts of meat have different price points. <laughs> so if you look at the price of feed, and you can look at animal products, let's use chicken, pigs, and beef, right, as the three layers. What's interesting is that they use this thing called feed conversion ratios, and uh, a chicken has an efficiency of about 2.5 to 1. So 2.5 pounds of feed gets a pound of chicken. Uh, uh, pork, on the other hand, it's five to one. And beef is anywhere from 10 to 25, depending on how you define it, right? Because it's it a gets, larger animal, and a lot of it you can't really 
use or it's not as uh there's not less demand for yeah, it. Yeah, so they they actually uh, so so there's been a lot of in the in the agricultural industry there's a lot of study to this. So they actually looked at uh, they converted the feed to units of of energy or calories, et cetera. Right. And poultry has an eleven percent efficiency. That you put in a hundred, you get out eleven percent, and that's high compared to the others. Yeah, these are these are caloric back uh, feedbacks. Pigs are ten percent. And cows be for one percent. The uh, the quote from the Guardian article they said that only, in terms of caloric inefficiency, they said that only fifteen percent of all the plant calories that are consumed by, I think cows were the example, are actually converted to calories in the meat. It's just hugely inefficient. That's crazy. Spend, think about all the land that's devoted to just growing uh, fields of crops, just to feed that the are livestock. Going to be consumed. Right? Said just half, a part of the supply chain. Half of the crops of around the world are fed to livestock. Livestock purely there to be eventually slaughtered and then in the uh, frozen food aisle. That's nuts. It's, now, it's, it's, you this guys, is a very glaring issue, right? I just, it's, so it's, you guys had, I had the Impossible Burger a couple years ago and it was okay. It wasn't as good as um, Shake Shack, which might have the best burgers on the planet. We're also sponsored by Shake Shack. Our we next show is sponsored by Shake Shack, uh, home of the bacon cheeseburger. Now, uh, <laughs> I think that that's so good; it's on, it's off the charts good. But it's not that. It's but it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's it's decent. But I think that's beyond. What's the Beyond Meats? It's the new one. Beyond out. Meat and Impossible Foods yep. are the big yeah. ones. So I saw Beyond Meat in the in the store. It's not cheap. I mean, how much was it? I don't remember it. I just remember it not being cheap. It's it's more expensive than the like the real meat equivalent, I think. But I think their initial consumer base is willing to spend it because of the benefits they perceive out of it. I imagine that the conventional meat producers are going to be building their own kind of channel of distribution because they see this as a, especially with more legitimate studies like this coming out, they see it as a existential threat. Yeah. I imagine the traditional meat producers are also going to try to <clears throat> muddy the waters in terms of... I mean, let's be honest about whether or not this stuff is actually better for you and better for the environment. This feels like a big oil versus cl yeah, climatologist exactly. thing. Like, it's not real. Big agriculture. Keep burning and, gasoline. Yeah. And it, support ExxonMobil. We're also sponsored by ExxonMobil. Yeah. Hillshire Farms, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jordan, can I trouble you uh, while we're doing this? Since our, they, El Guapo is sponsoring the show, if we could go give you another one. <laughs> And just pop it off. I have a glass here. It'd be great. One. TJ, you're good? Yeah, I'll take a burger if you can just... Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to try to get that to show them the sponsor the next show. But this El Guapa goes down like butter. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Did you just invent their slogan <laughs> on the fly? I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't... I just realized it's Guapo, not Wapo. I was... Uh... Mind blown. Anyway, so I'm very, I'm very interested in this because it, as you think through the business implications of this... The supply chain for grains, the whole agribusiness side of uh, livestock farming relative to the, the food supply, you get into this issue of um, being able to do a lot more things locally, right? Right. So it's, it's access to really meat. I mean, like think about developing countries and the, the supply chain is a lot of the waste that's gone into that calculation is not just from wasting water and the caloric inefficiency. It's transporting all this stuff around the world. I mean, they're only in a few locations. If you can grow it and make it economically viable to have labs that can grow it in all these regions, 
that will drive down costs significantly. Yeah. And mostly waste. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think there's really much debate on whether or not it's better for the environment. I think that's settled. I think the debates are just around people's lifestyles and health choices and whether or not it's really healthy and are there misconceptions around people who think they're eating vegetables when they eat an impossible burger because vegetables are involved in producing one. Um, But I think it's already generally accepted that adopting this on a large scale is better for the environment. It, I mean, it's. I think it's just a slam dunk. Yeah, like it's not yeah. even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even up for debate. Like it's. It's just a, a waterfall. Right. on one side. Yeah, <laughs> against a man standing there. Mm-hmm. But th- there's, um, well, certainly the the radical people like PETA will say there's a moral s- issue as well, right? We're eating animals, and regardless of whether taking jobs just, away from cows. <laughs> no, but but even <laughs> if you don't ag- agree with that. Aren't, isn't PETA against... So uh, w- one other thing that's interesting from the report, they say, so 60% total by 2040, they break that up further between two categories. Most It's kind of 50-50. Uh, half from grown in a vat, like actual meat grown in the vat, and then half from these vegan-produced ones. So I th- what I think I heard their statement was they're against the meat that's like organic meat but grown in a vat, never slaughtered. Like cultured. Cultured meat because it still resembles the animal. They equate it to like, oh, would you just eat human meat if we grew it in a vial? I mean, I'm having a human burger. Yeah, is, that, I mean, is that philosophically fine? That's that's. I know that's just an example they might have given, but there's like clear psychological downsides to doing that if, if it is exactly like human right. meat. Right. I don't agree with them. It's just, I think they're extremists. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's nuts. So, <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's crazy. So I don't want to hear from PETA. But we're not sponsored by PETA. We're not sponsored think, by PETA. I think we're good. The internet pretty much wrote PETA off <laughs> after they attacked Steve Irwin on his birthday recently. So I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was one of those internet rising up sort of events where uh, people were honoring Steve Irwin. And PETA made some uh, Twitter statements saying that Steve Irwin you know, bothered animals in their natural habitat. <laughs> oh and was kind of criticizing his career. And you, you can imagine the onslaught. For a beloved yeah. guy like that, he had that, that barb coming. <laughs> uh, that's nice. it, it was it was it was received, uh, but, but in that the, way. But for, so so the, there there is a the a moral issue. I think people, if they saw their animals uh, that they're eating being killed, like if you had to go go to a slaughterhouse and watch pigs get slaughtered or cows get slaughtered, it's or even, illegal to take those videos. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, for, for good reason. It's federally lo- illegal. The the yeah. lobbyists they have against the FDA. I mean, yeah. like they they can get away with so many laws and regulations that are just com- completely draconian. They'll ruin your life and your family's lives. Right. If Bart, you can you go it. in the dark web and pull up a slaughterhouse <laughs> video? I don't want to. Um, I don't want to. You don't see have it. to go to the the There's videos out there, but it's illegal to take them for the person who's uploading. I'm not surprised. Them. Yeah, we can we can find them. I don't think we should don't put them in it. the show notes. Don't show it. Yeah, Please we'll, don't we show it. I don't yeah, want to you, see you, it. I mean, I didn't eat a hamburger for at least 12 hours when I watched one of these. Right. <laughs> I uh but if you're listening, you can like Cowspiracy and Food Inc like on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That gives you enough yeah. of a view. It has a name. If you're game enough to watch. Not to hyper focus on this, but it's called Ag Gag, Agricultural Gag Laws. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was laws, so formal. Laws that are uh, focused on anti-whistleblower laws that apply within the agricultural industry. Yeah. So, All right, so let's try to go. That's let's, a whole rabbit hole, but so we can go. So let's try to get back in the center lane here. That's the yeah. next podcast, though. We need to talk about ag gag. <laughs> <laughs> let's get in the center lane here, where most people. <laughs> I think if a normal person were to watch an animal being slaughtered, they're going to think twice about the whole the whole thing. But 
the way we package meats in supermarkets today, there's a dissociative element to the animal that's being killed and what you're seeing when you're buying. So you look at a, a bratwurst, which I love to have a bratwurst. You don't see the you don't see it in its component where it came from and how it got there. And yeah, but it tastes damn good. I mean, I, that's why people eat it. And that's great. But if you could come up with alternatives that that satisfy the omnivore elements of our DNA, who we are. We're not. I don't think we are vegetarians. We're omnivores. Debate. Um, What's well, not a debate? I mean, come on. <laughs> we're omnivores. So Comment section. Some people choose up. not to eat meat. That's fine. It's a choice that they make. But I wouldn't say that that's necessarily healthy. I think if you, all you eat is Doritos and cheeseburgers, you're probably not going to be healthy either. Uh, I would say probably the caveman diet is probably the most healthy diet you could have. Right. No, pro, no processed foods. And you eat, you know, basically what the cavemen had access to. Fruits, veggies, nuts, fish. Foods without ingredients. It's also about the timing, right? Yeah. Space yeah. between meals. Yeah, but but food without ingredients is probably your, your Pro- healthiest. Like no processed whole, foods. Whole foods. And that includes right. meats because meat, if you buy meat at ShopRite, it's processed. Mm-hmm. It's pumped full of antibiotics because foodborne illness is such an issue at scale for these big agro companies. And they have to just make sure that they're all healthy by pumping them full of antibiotics. It's mm-hmm. just, you're eating these bloat. Have you ever had like a, like a truly organic like a steak where the farmer had to go slaughter the cow manually and it's farm to table? Yeah. Those steaks are tiny grass and they're fed. lean, grass-fed. And they taste good, but it's not like the tasty, giant, fatty steaks you get at like Longhorn, uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. Yeah. It's just well, the, not so, the same. So TJ, we went to this place... Uh, I took you there. I think when you when when you first turned twenty one, we went to Vegas, right? And we went to Craft Steak at MGM in Vegas, and we got the Wagyu, which it's it's very similar to Kobe steak, and we got the strip steak cut in a pan, and it is so good, it's almost worth the flight to Vegas to get it, mm-hmm. right? And we I, tr- I tried to get it at other places, and you know, I I got it once in New York, and it was okay, but it, nothing as good as the one we got in Vegas. In order to get that meat to be like that, they have to keep the cows in a certain position. They have to feed them beer and corn, and they get the cows get daily massages. So it's not it, it, there's nothing normal about it. It's like really freaky. And when you look at the meat when it's raw, it's almost white. There's so much fat in it. So so think about the way a lean muscle looks. It's it's. It has a red tint to it, right? And it's not not a lot of fat. So a filet mignon doesn't have a lot it's of like fat to it. It's a red hockey puck when you look at it. It's a raw. red hockey puck. Yeah. And if you contrast that with the Wagyu or the Kobe, it looks almost white because there's so much fat interspersed with the fibers, and that's what makes it good. So when you cook it, the fat renders down and soaks the, the remaining fibers in the fat, and it's very tender, as a result, because there's no the the there's less tissue in holding it together, so it sounds yeah. disgusting. What everything I'm saying, but if you tried, <laughs> I disagree. If, if you tried, <laughs> TJ, how good was that? Great, the best. I mean, it's almost I've nev- never had it. It's almost so good that you shouldn't do it. Like it feel it feels uh, gluttonous. No, I mean, my girl, my girlfriend brought me to like a nice steakhouse in New York for my birthday, and it was some dish you could had to spend like. Over two hundred dollars, and I got this plate. It was barely any food. It was two slices, six slices, 
two of each kind of meat. Like one was like an Australian Wagyu, one yeah. was a Texan Wagyu, and one was true Kobe Japanese. And like they were two bites each and they were tiny bites. And the whole thing was like 200 bucks. Yeah. Ridiculous. But the Kobe beef, it didn't even taste like beef. It tasted just heaven. I don't know, like the umami... Yeah, just like, it's like you take one bite and perfection. The entire Lord of the Rings trilogy plays through I your head. Light, in that I saw Jesus, and he was just <laughs> nodding at me. He's like, "You did the right thing." So, did you cook it yourself? <laughs> no, this is at a steakhouse. No, no, but so there was a With Kobe the stones. You mean? Yeah, no, no. Oh, like they came Korean out. barbecue style. So there was a Kobe place that closed in New York, but they they gave you the Kobe uh, or the Wagyu. So the Kobe's like an A five. They have all these different ratings of it. How much fat is in it? But they basically. They give it to you with chopsticks, and you put it on hot stone, and you cook it to however you like. But a lot of people like to eat it r- almost, not raw, but uh, very rare. I like it I like it medium. That's just the way I like it. But the one in Vegas is so good. But these meats are not normal. They're not, the, as TJ was mentioning before, the, the classic farmer grass-fed beef is not, uh, uh, I don't know what's happening here. Not a professional. It's on me. I had this on because we're expecting a call from a client. A new sponsor well, for our next show. You're Inspector Gadget. You have like seven things that go off if you get a phone call. <laughs> That's Con- Connor Brewing no. calling. Like, uh, my, yeah, uh, hi. My iPad. Hi, we're, not, you're not, we're not sponsoring your show anymore. <laughs> my phone went off and my watch. I, 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 Apple Watch went off at the same time. But the, uh, the, the, these foods that are out there that are, you know, like this this Kobe beef, it's just not, it's not normal. Because if you eat the normal meats, it's just very different. I mean, like the meats that were out there, say, 30, 40 years ago, is not what you're getting today. You're getting a lot of engineered stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I like to go to that place. Where'd you, where'd you go to to get that? That, that was um, Del, Frisco's? Del Frisco's Double Eagle Ooh, Steakhouse. Second sponsor. Oh, on 6th Avenue. And so if you've ever been to Radio City Music Hall, uh, across the street is like a, you know, full vaulted double, um, uh, double two-story giant room. And it's floor-to-ceiling windows you can see inside. And it's like a huge steakhouse, very expensive. But uh, went there across from Radio City and it was, it was just awesome. Bart, you have it up really there on good. the screen. Can you pull up the menu? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll show you guys. It's uh, yeah, in New York. So this is a chain. It's, a, it's in a lot of places. Uh, and they... Is this what you got here, Teach? Wow, the caviar is as a service. <laughs> as a, caviar as a service? <laughs> why, why, why own it? <laughs> here it is. Seared rare. No, no, no that's, that's Carpaccio. Oh, this is, you're oh, still in the appetizer Jesus. section. I here was you taking go. my time. My mouth's watering. All right. Wow. We might have to do a road trip here. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Wow. Dry aged. I think it's after dry aged. Yeah. Oh, my God. Colorado prime lamb. There you go. So it's the three the is the three, and it's the tasting. 205 for barely. So you got Japanese A5, Australian, and then Rosewood. I've had, the, I've had, I've had all of that. I guess it's, it's a decent amount. It's three ounces each. Nine ounces. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, mm. It's so rich, you don't want to do it. And I, I was in Vegas at this uh, a place, and we had uh, one of my friends who's, uh, who's, who's recently deceased a couple years ago. He was a good friend of mine. He, um, he was a big gambler. And he took a, we were all out for the Super Bowl one year in Vegas. And when I say he was a big gambler, he gambled a lot. And he won a lot of money and he lost a lot of money. But we were out there and the uh, MGM, who owns a Bellagio, we were staying there, comped everybody for the room. So, 
and gave him a $10,000 meal credit for two dinners. $10,000? Okay. $10,000. I, I would have trouble spending that much. <laughs> well, it's a lot of money. I, think I mean, most people are thinking I'm crazy. When I'm, I'm on, literally, it was ten thousand. So we. No, but had, if you were, if you asked me, to, all right, ten thousand dollars. You have two meals, and you. No, no, there was twelve. Spend of us. it, and you have to finish the food. There was twelve people. Oh, 12 people. Okay. So yeah. twelve people. Oh, it's one person. <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, it's twelve. I'll go to double eagle. So yeah. we had. So I sat next to him. We're hanging out, and uh, twelve people are having dinner. Harvey was there, and uh, anyway, so we're hanging out, and. Uh, the bill comes in for the first night, and I'm sitting next to him, and he's now he's pissed, right? Because the bill comes in, and it's sixty eight hundred dollars <laughs> for 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 twelve people. That's pretty awesome. And so, but I, I'm telling you, what I got, I, I wasn't over the top like some of the other guys were. I think my portion of the bill would have been like five fifty. I got a Kobe steak. Well, that uh, that's what it would. That's everyone would be five, you know. Five fifty to six hundred. I guess I was. All right, whatever. <laughs> I got a, a stone crab uh, appetizer and a crab cake with uh, th- this, and then you know whatever. I just got a bunch of stuff. People were getting lobster tails on top of. <laughs> this is turning into. I'm, the... I'm, I'm appreciating the comedy of ending a show that was about fake meat with like a six thousand dollar <laughs> table of dead animals. This is turning into the most privileged meat eater discussion yeah, it's in like, the world. My only place in Vegas. I say Kobe is better than the Australian wagyu. <laughs> uh, but that that five hundred dollars or whatever it was for my piece of it, I looked at that. If you go to a dinner like you go to a steakhouse in New York or just go anywhere locally, you're going to spend a hundred bucks a head. Is that fair? <laughs> you can tell me. I don't um, know. I don't I mean, know. You guys go to, I don't, I don't dine at your level. With I don't, the, I don't uh, really reptilians. go to restaurants in the city very often, but if you do, yeah, I mean, it's not hard to spend that much. I if like, I go to, if I go to a local steakhouse here, it's a hundred bucks a head. You tell yeah, me. I don't know. I, sec- I interact stuff. with the dive bar crowd. You know, oh, we're men. Bart and I are men of the people. Yeah. Oh, you guys I, are such I cook, full of I shit. I cook omelets. Taking private four flights. Four meals a day. Waggy beef bullshit. over here. <laughs> That's such bullshit. You just went and got a $200 That appetizer. was one time. I own right. stock in Impossible Meat. Stop, stop eating meat. All right. <laughs> we're sponsored by Beyond Meat. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. It's 100 bucks ahead. Did I just break it, the law? In the middle of the <laughs> country. a lot of laws. It's $60. But in New York, it's at least 100 so I was just saying, like the it was so good having what we had that one time, and I would almost be like, I would rather go to McDonald's ten times to fund the one time there. Yeah, so that's, that's there, a good point, actually. There is something to say about yeah. these things that are at the very pinnacle. Just to try it now. The, well, this won't go away. It says sixty percent. I mean, that's not going to affect this high end oh, Kobe you're stuff. You're going to see like, a concentration of truly crazy meal experiences that concentrate at the top. When we do transition to a more, um, you know, engineered meat kind of diet. And Did you guys see that movie with Marlon Brando and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's husband? Who's that guy? Ferris Bueller. I don't know his name. Matthew yeah. Broderick. Matthew Broderick and Marlon Brando were in this movie called... The Internship? The Freshman. Oh, The Freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they ate endangered animals. Marlon Brando's in character in that, right? He's yeah. like the Don. Well, he plays himself. Yeah. No, in this, in, in this in this show, they had an eating club where they would uh, they would bring out an endangered animal, like the last Komodo dragon, and they'd wheel it out, and it was alive. And the chef would be there with his knives, and everyone would pay like five thousand dollars a plate, and then they would go back and butcher the Komodo dragon and feed it to everybody. But what would happen is they'd steal the Komodo dragon, 
and you know wheel it back there and then serve everybody ostrich and no one knew the difference <laughs> and uh so it was a scam them all. yeah but it, but it looked like they were serving like the last spotted leopard and they did, ran these eating clubs. It was great. I feel like that must exist somewhere in a smoke-filled room full of billionaires. That mm-hmm. has to happen. Well, Kim Jong-un flies in like, in like crazy rare meat all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I, heard, I heard a story about he, like a helicopter dropped in a, like a specific kind of rare kind of meat when he was on a train in North Korea. And they, he wanted it so bad while the train was moving, they airdropped it in this specific kind of meat. He can, rec- I mean, he's one of the last few true dictators who's making crazy just demands. Like, oh, you two fight in the Coliseum. Like, that, there's no request like that anymore from the Caesar. In North Korea, he's still doing that. Not to justify it, but um, just crazy requests. He has a $30 million a year liquor importing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this is, we, we've, we've devolved far from, you know, our sponsor. O'Connor Brewery, who sells El Guapo Agave IPA, uh, is not going to be happy with this discussion, I think. They're not but pro I did drink two of these during the show. Now, w- one of the things about this El Guapo IPA is that it has 7.2% <laughs> alcohol, which is more than Budweiser. So uh, the last time I had it when I was with uh, my parents down in Virginia Beach, uh, we went to some place that was selling it on draft. And uh, we went to happy hour down by the beach, and my dad was getting Bud Light, and uh, I had this, and I ordered, and it, according to him, I ordered five of them, and uh, five pints of this in about ninety minutes is enough to. Is this strong beer? Well, it's seven and a half percent alcohol. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty strong. I, I think. think the line they paid you to say was seven. And it's more than Budweiser to say that. It's more than Budweiser. Yeah. But anyway, it's uh, served at the refreshingly at the Ice yeah. House in Virginia Beach, and Thursday night is pork chop night. Nice. So, anyway, but to put a cap on this, um, I th- you said it's questionable for the health. I think it's still new, so they don't really know yet. But yeah. I'll speak for myself. If I eat red meat compared to even like poultry or just not eat meat, I get weighed down for the next thirty six hours. Like it just wreaks. Ha- it tastes so good, but it wreaks havoc. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm killing my heart. And I weigh fifty percent more. Yeah, yeah. Carrying yeah. my weight around. What do you mean? Do you, there's you, there's you agree? a weight to it. There's a especially red meat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you? I don't know. Do you? Do you agree? Yeah. I'm fat, so I don't really know. <laughs> but I mentioned this earlier. I compared like Maybe eating a cheesesteak to eating an impossible cheesesteak. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the different. same enjoyment in the moment and a very different just you know process of weighing you down after. Exactly. So, yeah. I would say that. You should, everybody should try to cut something out of their diet 100% for a while and see what happens. Things that walk on four legs. Not every, not everything, but some things. No, yeah. just pick certain things. So I, I, I did. Like all vegetables. Well, no, I, I took out all vegetables for 55 years and it's been pretty good. So, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I cut out gluten for a while. Cause, That's a good one. And uh, it's hard to cut out gluten. Because it's not. I I also cut out carbs for a while. People have done the Atkins diet. Yeah, and your body responds in certain ways. Like if you cut out carbs, you will drop ten pounds in in a week. But then you get into eh. like brain processes feel cloudy. Yeah, you feel you you don't feel balanced, right? But the the best criticism I heard of those of those diets that work, they're very effective and they're, they're proven to work, is the adoption 
rates and the uh, the uh, abandonment rates. It's 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 a human nature issue. They're great diets, but how how strong is your willpower? If you've already if you said you're going on a diet, you've already failed because you've di- you've clarified that it's temporary. Yeah, you you put need it on to make face- a lifestyle change. Well, you have to put it on Facebook as your status, or else no one will know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so you know, I think you're gonna have these foods that are processed are not processed for their pro originally the processed food was processed for shelf life and longevity to make money right the more you know you can buy now you can buy rolls hamburger rolls that last three weeks on your shelf that's not a good sign what's whereas breads were usually good for a day and a half so how do they last three weeks you don't want to know the answer but it tastes damn good. <laughs> they last three weeks because you can just eat them through the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're, you're going to start to see. So now they're being engineered for addiction. Yeah, it's true. Is it, do, you, do you disagree with that? That's been happening for a while. Just in, enriched uh, high fructose corn syrup and everything. Isn't it literally Lay's catchphrase? I don't. You can't have just one. No, no. It was. Uh, oh wow! It is, is that sure? really the? I think so. Yeah. For Lay's potato chips. Yeah. Chris Rock. They explain it like, no, you literally can't have one. We proved it. That sounds like something that was quietly changed in 2011. Bet you can't eat just one. Chris Rock did a bit about. Uh, <laughs> I know you can't eat one. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Frito Lay. But Chris Rock. Or Pepsi, I should say. He did a show. He did one on the uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. And he said, hey, I want to let you know that uh, he said something like uh, that it's covered in crack cocaine. And he was like, I knew it. Right. That, that, I remember that. Yeah. There's a there's a whole issue around this addiction level. We need more Chris Rock whistleblowers out there. But I think if we just go back to this whole thing, we talk about engineered meats is is to stop eating foods with ingredients, eat natural foods. It's interesting to see how vegetable based processed foods that replace meat you know it'll be interesting to see if you know if they end up taking off as much as they can you know beyond meats is at 10.7 billion market cap if you bought in early congratulations you've made some money uh but i think more importantly if you get a chance to see it in the grocery store buy it and check it out see if you like it it'd be interesting if 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 it's less expensive and tastes good and and replace it i think it's going to be Extremely interesting to the impact on the farmer, the agricultural business, the supply chains. And I think ultimately it would be a good thing for the world economy as uh, it make it easier for us to use the, the foods that we are growing uh, for actual food. Right. So there's still like 10 to somewhere between 10 and 20% of the corn that's grown is used for fuel, ethanol. So – you know, that's probably not a good thing. We don't want people starving in this world. In our country, nobody starves. Everybody's fat. Uh, but, you know, clearly we have issues of arable land, water. Those resources are going to get tapped in the next 20 to 30 years as the population grows to a certain extent. We could have climate issues. A lot of people talk about the change in climate, how it's going to affect agriculture. Uh, all or these things. agriculture is affecting the climate. Could be. One, you know, chicken and egg. Who knows? Or then the uh, what, what you said at the beginning is I think we should finish with that. How how much more expensive was the Beyond Meat compared to like a burger? 
I don't know. Bart, can you look up the price of Beyond Meat Patties? That's when this will be a catalyst. When it gets close to the same price, you're going to see a much bigger wave of people just like, yeah, I'll try it. And then they'll like it. And then it'll really expand. And now it's kind of like a, it's a high value, kind of an, an elitist play. I care about the environment, but I also have money and I'm comfortable. I mean, like it, the people who are working paycheck to paycheck don't have the <laughs> uh, ability to go buy Beyond Meat all the time and just you know adopt these fads. They're shop, they're yeah. buying fast food because it's cheap. So 12, it, once 12, it's economical, it, it'll it's really change. It's more than double. Twelve dollars a yeah. pound. You so, can get ground beef for three fifty. Yeah, but it, I think you're comparing it to the lowest ground beef, right? If you if you buy you know ground beef at Whole Foods, it's not going to be three fifty. But if we're talking about like middle lower class, like majority of yeah this nation or even other nations to a larger extent, when that twelve becomes like a a seven a six. And it, it'll be huge. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I haven't read the f- full report in terms of their um, prediction for how quickly that will lower overall. But when that does, it'll, it's going to be gigantic. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't sure. disagree. I'm going to try it. I'll, I'm going to try it in the next uh, next ten years. And uh, <laughs> now I'm serious. I'll, I'll try it soon. Yeah. And I am very finicky about that. But if it if it if it's even on par, I would switch. I don't think I'd switch for double the price, you know. I, you know, because I I don't think I don't think meat is as bad as people say it is. But I do accept the fact that in the aggregate, meat production, you know, when you look at hog farms and cattle farms stuff like that, it's not good. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. good episode. I want to thank again our sponsors for this show, uh, Ice House. Restaurant in Virginia Beach who serves O'Connor's beer, El Guapo Agave IPA on tap. I finished two during this show. It's very good. And uh, if you get to Virginia Beach, please stop in on Thursday night for pork chop night uh, and um, call ahead and get a reservation. So tell them that Rum Jog sent you and uh, get 20% off your bill. I like that we all of a sudden have eight sponsors and are also <laughs> getting sued by Frito Lay. I just got an email. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks very much. See, See ya. Bye bye. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to Pardon the Disruption. We'd like you to subscribe to our podcast if you like it. You can find us on most of the platforms where you get your podcast from, whether that be iTunes or YouTube or whatever you're on. Uh, we also want some feedback. Which shows do you want us to cover? What do you like? What do you not like? So that we can do this. We're doing this for you. We're not doing this for anything else. So please subscribe and give us some feedback. Thank you very much.